Welcome back to The Bible is Art, where we explore the literary artistry of the Bible. And in this week, we're looking at the great quotation from Isaiah in Matthew's Gospel. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And we'll see how this is one of the most misunderstood texts in the entire Bible. In Matthew's Gospel, after the angel visits Joseph and tells him to marry Mary and name Jesus Jesus, Matthew, the narrator, tells us that all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And then Matthew quotes from Isaiah, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, the most important principle that we have to understand when we're trying to understand how the New Testament authors quote the Old Testament is that most of the time they're referring to more than just the verse that they're explicitly quoting. Normally, they're referring to the whole passage in which the text is contained and sometimes even larger sections, say multiple chapters or even a whole book. So to understand what Matthew is doing with this quote, let's go back to Isaiah chapter 7 and see what's going on there. In Isaiah 7, Israel has been split up into a northern kingdom called Israel and the southern kingdom called Judah. And the northern kingdom, Israel, has allied itself together with the kingdom of Aram or Syria, depending on your translation, the nation just north of them. And them, those two are coming down to attack Jerusalem, the capital of Judah. The king of Judah, Ahaz, is freaked out. So God sends the prophet Isaiah to reassure Ahaz that there's nothing to worry about because very soon they are going to be gone, deserted, those two nations. And while they look strong, in reality, they're weak, and Ahaz needs to stand firm in faith. Well, Ahaz doesn't respond when Isaiah tells him this, so God says this, Listen, ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. That is, I know this is scary, so I'll give you any sign you want as proof that I will protect you. And Ahaz says, I will not ask, I will not put the Lord to the test. That is, he responds with false piety. I would never ask for a sign. That would be putting God to the test. And Ahaz is referencing a text from Deuteronomy that says you shouldn't put the Lord, to, your God, to the test. But if God is telling you to do something, that's not testing him, that's obedience. And here's what God says in response. And he said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. And he shall eat curds and honey, when he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the boy knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land whose two kings you dread will be deserted. 
The Lord will bring upon you and upon your people and upon your father's house such days as has not come since the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, the king of Assyria. In that day, every place where there used to be thousand vines worth a thousand shekels of silver will become briars and thorns. With bow and arrows, a man will come there, for all the land will be briars and thorns. And as for all the hills that used to be hoed with a hoe, you will not come there for fear of briars and thorns, but they will become a place where cattle are let loose and where sheep tread. That is, Ahaz, you're not going to ask for a sign? Fine, I'll give you a sign. A virgin will conceive and have a son named God with us. And before that boy knows the difference between good and bad, those two kingdoms you fear will be gone, destroyed. Oh, and also your land will be deserted as well. So far from being a positive sign, this was a negative sign given because of unbelief that indicates the destruction of the nation. So, when we apply this to Jesus and his situation in Matthew's Gospel, we normally think that this is a positive sign, like Jesus is God with us to bless us. But as we saw in Isaiah 7, this sign was negative, and so it is here. Jesus is a sign of Israel's impending destruction because of their unbelief. But the amazing thing about this fulfillment is that the Son being Emmanuel is even more fully true with Jesus. You see, in Isaiah, no one was thinking that this child was God. They thought that he was a sign that God was with them. In the Gospels, Jesus is literally God with us. And remember, this is not firstly a positive sign, but a negative sign about the end of Israel. You see, when God shows up, whether it's a good thing for someone or a bad thing depends on how they respond to him. And for the Emmanuel sign in Isaiah, it was bad. Well, in the next scene in Matthew, we will be told about the king in Israel, Herod, who is actually far worse than Ahaz. Herod tried to kill the Emmanuel sign, something that Ahaz never did. Now, throughout the gospel, Jesus, God's Emmanuel, will not be all negative. He will actually reconstitute, recreate Israel around himself. For instance, he calls the 12 disciples, symbolic of the new 12 tribes. So whenever you see Matthew or any New Testament author quoting the Old Testament, look it up. Because normally they're doing far more than you think. And that, my friends, is why the Bible is art. Thank you so much uh, for watching this this week. I really appreciate it. Um, the sort of genesis for, for these thoughts was from a great New Testament scholar named Rick Watts. Um, so you can check him out uh, for such things. If you would like to support the channel, that would be a wonderful thing. You can do that at patreon.com slash the Bible is art. If you have any questions, leave them below. 
Uh, if you have not subscribed to the channel, that would be a wonderful thing. Thank you so much.